Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. There you go. There you are. How's it going? How you doing, man? Good. Good, man. For a smelly, stinky, hot summer morning here in Australia. How's it going over there? Oh, very cool. Good, man. Yeah? Yeah, so the weather's nice out here, too, out in California. Well, yeah. You know. It's well. So. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt, man. Awesome, man. Awesome. So uh, how was your Christmas and New Year, man? Happy New Year. Awesome. We had a great Christmas with the family. Uh, New Year's was great. So just mellow, nice, uh, nice little mellow hang. And uh, yeah, just enjoying time with the family right now and getting ready to, uh, you know, to get back out on the road again. You know, we just had a great run with, uh, went out with Prong and Obituary. It was great rolling with the fellas. And then uh, it, great time. We did like, I don't know, something like 44 shows in 50 plus days. It was like four on, one off, four on, one off, just blazing right through it. So it was great. We had a good time for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, that looked massive, man. I would have done anything to see. That's that's quite a lineup, man. It's it's quite diverse too. No, it was great, man. And you know, we're friends with everybody in the camps, and it was it was a really great time. So it was, it was awesome. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, of course, the new Black Label Society album, uh, Doom Crew Inc., has recently been released, and uh, it's album number eleven. It's more than I can count on my hands. It's one extra one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta throw a toe in there now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, but man, it's got some of my favorite riffs on there, like uh, like the set you free main riff of that. Um, destroy and conquer is awesome, and uh, that media's fuck one from Gospel of Lies that uh, everyone's oh, loving right yeah. now. Um, was there a riff in particular that was the driving force behind this album that sort of kicked it all off? I mean, actually, right at the end, uh, set you free came in right at the end. Before we, you know, when we were wrapping up the record, yeah, that was like one of the very last songs we tracked. So, uh, no, but I mean, it always for me, I mean, with Black Label, I mean, with anything really, I mean, like, you know, in this genre of music, it all starts with the riff, you know, I mean, it really does. I mean, uh, you know, with you know, and you have Mount Riffmore, which is basically Cream, which is basically the first heavy metal band, you know, Sunshine of Your Love, and then you have Mountain. With I Never Dreamed and Mississippi Queen, then you have, then it goes on, you know, Zeppelin, Purple, and Sabbath, you know. So, you know, out of those five bands, it's just like basically Mount Riffmore right there, you know, the architects of, of how riffs are, you know, made. But, uh, you know, so, you know, I, I mean, for me, it's just, you know, you get inspired by listening to all those bands. I mean, it's just, uh, 
But like you said, it all starts with the riff. And then, you know, everything starts coming together after that. Then, you know, then, then the melody will come on there. And then after that, lyrics for me are always last. And once I figure out what I want to sing about, then I'll start writing that. That was and when, I, when I figure out what poetry I want to write my wife, you know, <laughs> so I can get a shit the rub, then, I, then I'll start writing a lyric. Do you, do you uh, like sit, have a, do you go sit by like a, a river with a little flower in your hair with a little poetry book? I do that, and I say Mary had a little lamb a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> I know how that rolls. No, the, seriously, the gates open up, and all you know, whatever gibberish comes out, and then I have then I have lyrics for a song. See, I I I do get that though. Like uh, I I find that I I jam out with a whole bunch of gibberish, and then I try and and re uh, reverse engineer <laughs> what what gibberish like uh, Cornell used to do. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, for me, it's just a matter of what you want to sing about, you know what I mean? You, you got to figure out, you know, if you, if you didn't know what to draw, you were like, I can't think about it. And if I told you, draw, draw a picture of a taxi in front of the empire state building, you know, then you're like, okay, now I know I'm going to draw, you know what I mean? But you know, I got to, you just got to come up with the idea first, you know what I mean? So, or, you know, a dog pissing on a, on a car, <laughs> on a taxi in front of the state, but you know, empire state building. okay, I got it, you know, so. <laughs> you, you got it. Do you find that you know you wait and do, do you subscribe to the to the theory that you got to let the song tell you what it wants to be about? Um, in a way, well, I think I think you know once the you get the main riff, you know, and the lyrics, the the rest of the music stuff. I I don't write I don't write like I have a bit of pieces here. I have an intro, and then like I come back to it months later or a week later, and I I usually once I get like you know. Like set you free. I wrote the the main riff. To, nah, 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 so I had that. Then it went right to the pre-chorus. Then I went to the after I hit the C. Then I went right back to the main riff. I from the I write from beginning, middle to end. I don't have bits and pieces laying around all all over the place. Usually I'll, I'll write it in one sitting and just get it over with. <laughs> That's incredible. But how was how was it being at home? for that long period of time while the world was going to shit, trying to focus on writing those riffs and, and bringing this, this album together while being a husband and a, a dad and, and all those things. Did you have to put aside time, like cl- clock on, if you know what I mean? No, I mean, for me, it was it's no different than writing. I can't say like, Oh, what did you do different on this album than anything? Else? You know, even with the pandemic, I mean, my whole thing was, I mean, I enjoyed every every moment of that, spending time walking the dogs, spending time with my family, you know, spending time at home, you know what I mean? Because I'm usually on the road. I'm doing like 300 shows a year, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm usually rolling all the time. So, I mean, for me, I used that time to actually, I cherished every moment I had, you know, while I was home. So, uh but, you know, like you said, I mean, like when we were just out on the road, I love doing the shows. And when I'm when I'm home, I love being home. You know what I mean? Spending quality time. But, uh, you know, as far as writing and everything like that, it was no different than doing any of the other Black Label albums. We're just like, all right, we got a month till the fellas come out. I got a month to write a record. All right, let me just start. Get to work. You know, just start writing every day. You know what I mean? So that's the, that's the way I usually operate. Man, there's some incredible soft moments on this album as well. Like the new version of uh, Love Rain Down, man. Like it, it, that, it's, it's incredibly moving, man. Like that song in that form hit me incredibly hard. 
after losing someone recently. And man, it, it's so powerful in that way. What what inspired you to 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 take a look at that song from that different light? Well, I mean, that's the way I originally wrote it. You know, I, I wrote that song in '91 when my mother passed away. Mm. So uh, I actually wrote it at AM Studios when we were working on No More Tears. So I was actually work- when we were working on the middle bit of No More Tears, the before the guitar solo. You know, I just had the studio by myself, so I ended up writing writing it then. So, but that song's been sitting around since then. But you know, we did it on Stronger Than Death. You know, we did the heavy version of it. Yeah, they, that's but, the one I'm referring to. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that wasn't the original version is the one you're hearing now because uh, I originally wrote it on the piano. So, uh, but yeah. So I mean, it was just to revisit we we're going to put it on the box set and i was like no nah, hold hold on to that until and we'll put it on the new record you know what i mean because i don't want to have it you know just as a bonus track i want it to be on the record you know what i mean so uh yeah you know, so that's why it's finally on the record you know with the big long guitar solo at the end and everything like that yeah. so i'm really happy with the way it came out yeah without a doubt man man it's, it's incredible and the title is in reference to your road crew which i think especially after the last couple of years is a great tribute to those who you know work their asses off behind the scenes and and make everything happen was that the the, the meaning behind the title like paying tribute to those dudes and yeah, so I, you know the doom crew they said to me they go what would happen you ran out of ideas <laughs> 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 couldn't come up with anything better huh I, I, I had to go go with Doom Crew Incorporated. I go, yeah, yeah, I go, yeah. So, no, it was just actually, it was just sitting there. I had the belt buckle sitting right on the on the console in the studio. And I was like, actually, I'm just, why don't we just call the record Doom Crew Incorporated? You know what I mean? And that's how it came out. You know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, it's just, a, you know, tribute. I mean, every band, you know, without their Doom Crew Incorporated, the, the machine doesn't run, you know, for sure. Man. And uh, of course, I mean, you must be uh, stoked to be getting back out with those dudes as well. Yeah, you know? without that, I mean, it was, it was probably two years since we saw everybody, you know what I mean? And then uh, it was pretty amazing when we were going with the Milwaukee chapter. It was That was where we did our last show at the Rave in Milwaukee. And on this last run with Obituary and Prong, we did, uh, we played at the Rave again. And I go, man, this is, it was 20, 23 months ago. When the show, when we did our last show there, two years, I mean, pretty, it didn't feel like two years, but I mean, obviously it was. It's gone quick. <laughs> it's like, what, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man. But, uh, I, you know, I'm sure you draw from a lot of different influences as well, uh, musically, not just rock and metal, but do you find that you draw influences from outside of that from maybe you got some mates that aren't from that genre? Well, yeah, I mean, but I listen to everything. I mean, I, you know, I listen to New Wave Essentials. You know, I mean, like everything down to Gary Newman playing, you know, Cars and, and uh, you know, Weird Science. I mean, like all, all that kind of stuff, you know, Till Tuesday and everything like that. You know, just like it'll, it'll play all the, all the stuff from that era, you know, the 80s yeah. or whatever. Duran, Duran and everything like that. And then... I listen to Joe Pass when I'm sitting there at night when I'm just practicing, just listen to Pat Martino, Joe Pass. I listen to stuff like that, all these amazing jazz guys. And then Al Demiola, John McLaughlin, you know, I, I listen to Alan Holdsworth, stuff like that. But I mean, which I probably never would have listened to if I didn't play guitar, you know, I mean, yeah, I would have yeah. never knew about that style of music. But I mean, 
But then, uh, and obviously, you know, you listen to all the stuff you listen to when you were 14 years old, you know, whether it's Zeppelin and Sabbath and Deep Purple and Elton John and classic rock, Allman Brothers, Bad Company. I mean, everything like that. So like you said, I'm, I listen to pretty much everything, you know? So when, when I'm in the, you know, when I'm in the truck, I'll just listen to Ozzy's Boneyard. I'll listen to hair metal. I'll listen to, you know, uh, new wave. I'll listen, you know, classic rock. I, I listen to everything, man. Hey, talking about uh, Ozzy, you know, you got your Zach Sabbath. Have, have those Sabbath dudes seen you do Zach Sabbath? I mean, they, they haven't come out to see it. I mean, because obviously I think they're like, we've heard those songs enough. We, <laughs> we didn't hear somebody else doing them. But I mean, uh, not only did we write them, we've heard them enough. But I mean, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, they, I'm sure the guys get a kick out of it, you know, because I always say I, we set the band up as a retirement fund for them just in case they all go broke with gambling problems or something like that. So the whole thing is this way contractually they sign contracts with all the promoters that they're, this is the last tour, you know, with black Sabbath. So this way, if they're all broke, they can go out as Zach Sabbath featuring the original black Sabbath. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so contractually they can get around it. Like Prince, in his record contract was a symbol. He was no longer Prince. You know what I mean? So you go out and do these things. So, yeah, that's how you that's how you get around those things. Love it. I love it. Uh, uh, you're jamming on the new Aussie record as well, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, if I was 15 and you would have told me I would have been on a record with Ozzy, Jeff Beck, Tony Iommi, and, you know, Eric Clapton, I would have told you you're dreaming, you know? So it was definitely an honor. It's, it's pretty mind-blowing, man, for sure. Yeah? Is it, do you know when it's coming out? I not that I don't know, but you know, so, but yeah, we, we worked on it and, you know, Andrew Watts working on it. So, and, and Oz, we had a great time doing it, man. Man, sure. man, what are you, it's going to be a big year. I think this year, like, uh, yeah. you know, let's hope, you know, yeah. I mean, just, you know, everybody gets out and starts playing again. And everything. like you said, we just did our, we did like almost 50 shows and didn't have, one mishap with the COVID thing. Nobody got sick. I mean, it was good. So lucky, dude. So like talking about, hey, have you got any plans to release another one of these? Well, yeah, why not? All I got to do is live and breathe. You you, you know, you, every day you got another one of those books in you. Yeah. <laughs> the good book. yeah, you know, like a follow-up, because I'm sure you've had many adventures since then. I read this front to back when I was working in a call center. So oh, well, uh, instead of working... I was hanging out with you. So, uh, yeah, there you go, man. Yeah, there's some, there's some severe, you know, life lessons. And, you know, it's just, it's a wonderful book. Good book. I loved it. It's educational. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, talking about your life, you've, I mean, you've had such an interesting life. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, one day they're going to, they're going to make a movie of it of some sort. I know they're doing an Aussie and Sharon one, apparently. Who, who do you want you to, who do you want you to play you? Who's going to be Zach Wald? Um, I don't know. I guess, you know, <laughs> George Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe that would be good. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, uh, man, uh, what's, uh, what, what else you got planned for 2022? What's that happening um, coming up with after this tour? Well, obviously, you know, I, I think in like five months from now, we're getting ready to go over to Europe. And, you know, so hit the festivals and everything and then come back to the States. And then obviously the, the game plan is to go to Australia, New Zealand, Asia, 
everything like that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, our game plan is to be torn for the next two years. Awesome. Man, well, we can't wait to see you. I mean, it's been a little while, so, man, it's going to be incredible. For sure. Well, uh, Zach, thanks for hanging out on the show. The new album, Doom Crew Inc., is out now, and it's, we'll have all the links down here. Uh, take care of yourself, man, and uh, we will hopefully see you very soon. Without a doubt, my brother. Take care of yourself, and we'll see you in a bit. Thank you. I'll give you a round of applause. Hang on. Yes. Yes. There you go. Oh. Yeah, see, that's more like it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Take care. All right, my brother. I'll talk to you in a bit, but great talking to you, man. You too, man. Thank you. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 